funny. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the MovieBuild.org episode. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the Movie Order Org Podcast, episode number 33. Woo! <laughs> right. right. Where are we? In- uh, right, we've done that, we've done that, we've done that. Cool, we've actually made a start. Hi, how are you? I'm good. What have you been doing? <laughs> Waiting for Wait. this podcast to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Cool. What are we talking about today? Casting choices. In movies. Are we slowly creating a film course or something? What is going on? No. It was marketing, casting. Okay, I think you'll find... We're catering next week. Catering. <laughs> catering from, from Movieville. <coughs> yeah, no. I think you'll find the last podcast was fairly entertaining. You don't think? I didn't hear it. <laughs> it's <a bit> awkward. <laughs> yeah, that is a bit awkward. Uh, I'll probably listen to it twice, personally. Okay, no, I, I did hear it. I was actually the first, weirdly, the first one I listened to myself because I had people telling me it was <laughs> negative. I had negative. What are we talking about? Casting choices. Casting choices. No. no. So this one, hmm. we've been looking at casting choices in movies. I think what spurred this on was the conversation that we had in the previous podcast hmm. about um, Wonder Woman being, sorry, Gal Gadot had been casted as Wonder Woman. And I think that's where it kind of came from. Uh, yeah, you. I remember you being very excited about that. Yeah, I think it was a good idea. I think, I yeah, I think it was a good kind of conversation that we had, a brief conversation anyway that we had was that initially I wasn't too thrilled about the idea of Gal Gadot being Wonder Woman. I feel like I'm saying her name wrong. Gay dot. Gay dot. That can't be right. Gal Gay dot. <laughs> I Gadot. Let's. It sounds like a posh French name. Is she French? Gal Gadot. I don't think she's French. Oh. She's like Southern European or something. Nope. <laughs> she's Israeli. Gal Gadot. Gadot. I don't know how to do an Israeli pronunciation. Gadot. No, it sounds French. Gal Gadot. You just sound like you're just doing some kind of weird thing now. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yay! Okay. So, yeah, I think um, the conversation that we had about this was pretty interesting. I think um, I initially wasn't too thrilled about it, but you were completely behind it, regardless of the appearance of this actress. Um, so, we're going to be talking about that. We are talking about that. We're going to be talking about that in more depth in this podcast episode, 33 of the Movieville podcast. And we're also going to be um, talking about other things, the other casting choices in films that we think. Uh, probably need addressing uh, actors who broke out of type um, actors who can't seem to break out of type um, and yeah we're going to go from there cool uh, you've been watching some films to prep for this haven't you film oh you've been just watching the same film again and again <laughs> so I had homework I was supposed to watch I was appalled. He'd never seen Goodfellas. I mean, how? What kind of self-respecting movie-building movie movie podcast peoples have would never have seen Goodfellas? That was just. 
I was so embarrassed. I just locked myself in the toilet for about half an hour. What, what were you doing in the, in the toilet? Crying. Are you sure? Yeah. Didn't yeah. sound like crying? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah? Okay. So I watched Goodfellas for the first time. I watched the remastered version. On the the humour behind what I said, maybe this is the. <laughs> Sorry, it's just because I heard my own tea slap on a microphone. Oh. It was very unprofessional. Oh my god, what a shambles! Right, you watch Goodfellas. Goodfellas, cool. Yeah, that was interesting. I think um, what was interesting to me was seeing a lot of the similarities between that and Sopranos. Oh yeah, and obviously similar faces. Why did he watch Goodfellas? Because we're talking about characters that may, possibly may have existed. and I think one of the reasons we chose Goodfellas was um, it's about seeing actors portray specific figures, I guess, um, and seeing how close they are to the real thing and if they did them justice, I guess. Yes, I think this was the driver for what we were trying to go for here, which is to talk about how actors portray characters that already exist in our minds so um, I read out a list of films which I think people should see if they haven't seen it because it was interesting talking to someone from such a young (coughs) young unfilmed generation um, who you know uh, and it's it was almost shocking to me to hear that you and maybe people from your generation had and not will not have seen Blow Raging Bull. I've written Raging something else. Ray. Um, Ray's fairly new. I'm sure you might, you might yeah, have seen that. Yeah, it's the last years, isn't it? Casino. Goodfellas. Donnie Brasco. And, um, so, yeah, that's where the homework began. Because these are films that were just... I, I really do sound old when I say people don't make films like this anymore. Don't they? What do they? What? Give me some. Give me some. I don't know. I'm, I'm just... I'm, that, was, that was a genuine question. I'm not sure. Have you started watching Vinyl? Vinyl? Vinyl. Vinyl? Vinyl. What is this? Scorsese. TV series. No. We will talk more on that later. Okay. Vinyl. Not in this episode. Alright, cool. Um, so, <clears throat> have, you got any, have you got any <clears throat> choices from recent films that... Um... Strange have you got any choices from recent films? You're going to have to edit this heavily. <laughs> have you got any choices from recent films where you've said, okay, I like how that thing's been casted? What have you got on your list? Well, see, recent films yeah. would be a casting lot issues, casting celebrations, casting whatever. See, I think an interesting point is brought up here. Um, and I've been talking about it on my Anchor. You can find me on Anchor at, at MovievilleCased. Same handle as my Twitter. Uh, one of the things I spoke about was the casting choice for the new Spider-Man from the Civil War trailer. Oh, I have no idea who that is. Tom Let's Holland, see. his name is. Let's have a quick so look. Tom Holland appears to be a, uh, a fairly, uh, a relatively unknown young fellow. Um... I mean, I haven't, I hadn't heard of him until seeing him 
being cast as, as the new Spider-Man. Really? He started off, I believe, in the West End. Is that correct? I don't know. If I'm wrong. That's what it this says. Is all, this is all news to me. I've not. I've only just seen the trailer. That's what it says on the interwebs. Uh, and then it's lies. Yes. Right. We've got Lost City of Z, Pilgrimage, Backcountry. Oh, these are all post-productions. That's what I've never heard. I thought I've never okay, heard of any so films. Movies. Untitled Spider-Man reboot, Civil War. Brilliant. Uh, in the Heart of the Sea, Wolf Hall, Billy Elliot musical. Oh, okay. West End stuff. I do feel like I've seen his face before, though. His face does look very... Yes, he was in How I Live Now. That's what it was. I have not seen that. It's... Tell me more. Is it good? Yeah, it's like a post-apocalyptic type of film. It's really weird. Oh, I like this. Yeah, it's a good film. It's based on a book, I believe. And it's got that Sharon in it. Sharon in it. How do you feel about someone else being Spider-Man besides... Who is that last Andrew guy? Andrew Garfield. He, he was cool. See, to me, yeah. this is what I said in my Aggie yesterday, my Wave. I spoke about this yesterday. Yeah. In the Wave I recorded. On the Anchor Butter app. On the Anchor Butter app. Where can I get the Anchor Butter app? You can find it on the App Store. What's it called? Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic. You know this thing right here? Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. What is it? What is it? What does it do? What is Anchor? What is it? Yeah. Think of it as a Twitter for voice. Like Instagram. Like Twitter is like that thing that's like an Instagram for text. Yeah. That's the... <laughs> Why are you so... Cool. Every, every medium. Yes. Cool. Um, so to me, Andrew Garfield was... Sexy. Sexy. And he was the Spider-Man... Um, for our generation, I think I think he did a better job yeah. than Tobey Maguire did. That's not to take anything away from Tobey Maguire, but I'm sure that does. Um, but as somebody who who claims he was uh, a fan of the comic books growing up, yeah, that showed when he portrayed this character, Spider-Man. Um. Now, I'm not too familiar with Tom Holland or any of his work, quite frankly. Why don't we have Garfield again? They dropped out. Him, he dropped out. Emma Stone dropped out, as well as Mark Webb, the director of the previous one. That's rude. It's very rude. And then, all of a sudden... The director didn't want to film the next film. They were happy to do it, but they didn't know how it would go on following the third one. Okay. So, they had all this stuff planned. They had the Sinister Six planned. Oh, wow. Yeah, they had all the introductions were in this amazing Spider-Man 2, but for whatever reason, creative or otherwise, they just didn't decide to continue with it. So they scrapped the idea of the Sinister Six, scrapped the idea of Andrew Garfield being Spider-Man, everybody walked away, and then all of a sudden, Sony says, hey guys, we're including Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, why not? I mean, that's was, what they were building up to. Yeah, which was a huge revelation, and I think everybody was look, looking forward to it and waiting for this, and it was about time they did this, mm-hmm. and I think this will be the turning point for the Spider-Man character. Because previously it felt like, and I wrote the post on, on Movieville the other day, um, it felt like the previous Spider-Man films were never really building up to anything. It was just a Spider-Man film for the sake of being a Spider-Man film. And I suppose it's been ruined ever since the uh, the beginning of the cinematic universe from the Avengers. 
So because it was all building up to something, we had phase one, phase two, phase three, and all that other stuff, I guess we felt that every other Marvel Marvel film was kind of insignificant, unless it was um, kind of intertwined with this Avengers universe. So now everything revolves around these Infinity Stones, and what's going to be coming up is the Infinity War in a couple of years. No, first part is next year, right? Yeah. And then the second part is the following year. So I think Spider-Man um, being included within the MCU gives him a purpose, gives a character a purpose now, and it, I guess it, it makes the next Spider-Man film more interesting, and again, it gives that more purpose to be part of a standalone universe. Whereas before, it just felt like, okay, didn't, it didn't feel like much. It was, they were good films. That's not to say they were good yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. But the Avengers had kind of ruined it because it, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, X-Men, they were all kind of insignificant until X-Men started doing their own separate universe. It's all confusing. It's all confusing. X-Men isn't part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, you know. Well, hang on. Scarlet Witch? No. But she's in the Avengers film. Avengers, but not the X-Men universe. This, the cinematic X-Men universe. Godot. Godot. That's how you pronounce it. Is that how Gal Godot. What do you mean that? It's on manofsteelanswers.com. Godot. Slash how to pronounce Gal Gaydot. <laughs> Gaydot. <laughs> Godot. I I just say it's really difficult not to say it in a French way. Gado. She's also a fashion model. Okay. <laughs> you do realize you go on about her more than I go on about Star Wars. What are you talking about? <laughs> God. I mean, she has a nice face. What can I do? Jeez, jeez, man. And she's also thirty. But I'm I'm married, so I've got no chance anymore. Damn it to hell, wife. Why, why, why have such little self-belief? <laughs> why have such little self-belief? I don't know. Go just, for what you want in life. I just don't know anymore. Be happy. Set your objectives. Her family background is <laughs> what... <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, alright. Okay. We are... Okay, I'm... I'm okay, let's, 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 yeah, let's talk about... It's not really, it's quite funny. Okay, I've talked... I'm happy to listen to it. Um, Dig that hole, dig that hole. Um... What? Does your wife not listen to this? <laughs> Glad she doesn't. <laughs> oh my word! Okay, so parts of it. Great casting choice to me. This is someone that has such an intense character. I don't know what she's been in before. I'm going to look it up right now. Gal Gadot. I know people could do this themselves. I'm saving them the time because they could be. She's in know. Fast and Furious. Oh. Seven. Uh, and six? Mission six? American Sniper. Interesting. Was she American Sniper? No, she wasn't. That. Just a list of names that have got ghetto. Justice League Part 1, Wonder Woman Criminal, Batman vs. Superman. Oh, there's an actual Wonder Woman film coming out. Yeah, we saw the clips, remember? I'm getting confused between that and the actual Batman vs. Superman. Flash is going to be Batman vs. Superman. Did you know that? As in a new Flash, not the one from the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a troubling thing. I, mean, I don't like... Uh, 
they're replacing the characters with different ones in the films, but we've got ongoing TV series happening. Yeah, that's confusing, I think. So you happy that Ryan Reynolds played the Green Lantern? Or are we just going to talk about comic films? No. Okay. You were going to talk about the old people films, and I was going to talk about the, o- <laughs> the recent films, right? Green Lantern. Well, I think the reason why I bought the comic book films was because there's a long-standing history with these characters that people can relate to and know. This is the only reason I bought these these characters up is because people know the characters and they can maybe almost imagine what the characters would be like on screen. And that's what's interesting to me is seeing the translation of a character from page to screen. Green Lantern was one of those Green Lantern was one of those uh, characters who should absolutely have his own film, but wasn't particularly casted well enough. No jokey. No jokey jokey, please. No Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I'm over it. I'm over it. Okay. I, I have think, no. I no, the answer, the answer to your question is no. I haven't seen Deadpool yet. <gasps> Why would you see Deadpool yet? You like Nick Fury as a casting choice? I see, this is the diff- difficult one because Nick Fury, at least the Ultimates version, was based around Samuel Jackson to begin with. That's really weird. That's like, how far back did they plan ten that? 10 years. 11 years. Wow. So, 10 years before they realized we're going to make this into a film in 10 years' time and we'll probably have Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. So, let's make Nick Fury black. So, I don't even know if they planned it like that, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I, I just find it shocking that people would have that long of a sort of strategic marketing sort of view. And is, is that real? Like, I don't know. How real is that? I mean, it's in, stunning. So, I know that they bought the rights to the character. At least this is what I've read. They bought the rights to Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, they bought likeness to Samuel Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So they can use him in the comic books. The this Ultimates is... comic book. I really hope you got a reference to this. <laughs> You should probably continue talking while I find the reference. <laughs> <coughs> I'm talking too much about comic films. I want, I want, I want to hear from you. Okay, so you brought up an interesting uh, uh, topic when we spoke last about this sort of through our last meeting. Is um, uh, films that have real life portrayals? Yes. Uh, so Goodfellas being one of them, I'm interested to hear your perspective on this. So I, I'm I'm excited about the comic book portrayals. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm interested from your perspective. Uh, I don't know. Say Goodfellas for example, because I, I can relate to that. I've seen it. Um, how do you think that went? How do you think that was even compared to the to the life characters? Well, th- yeah, this is why I'm, I'm putting them on the list. Um, uh, you know that 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 list I read out before, Blow, Raging Ball, Ray, because you know because th- these are films where actors have gone full method. They've you know gone out there, got in touch. Blow was amazing. Um, Johnny Depp went out, became he became the character, lived the character, talked to the character, spent time with the family, and. I don't know how many times I've seen that film, but if it's on, I can't not watch it. It's such an amazing performance. Um, and you just... I, it's a really interesting set of emotions that that film 
brings out because it kind of puts you in a place where you think these people they've been it's a non-glamorized film okay. it's it's a story of someone that did some crazy things some wrong things um who was eventually you you hear in the news the end of people's story you hear that so and so who's known as a criminal or a drug dealer or whatever has been arrested and then you hear that there's a court case and they go to jail you never hear the story you never see them you know any and i think even without film we sometimes have a way of glamorizing people's lives in our minds and so to be able to see a performance like that it's quite an old film but yeah. it's definitely worth mentioning it's um it's quite an experience put it next on your list blow blow but what do you how do you so from someone who's obviously you've seen the film uh Johnny Depp plays a guy called George Jung he's um he's a pot dealer um and eventually got in touch with some peoples from s- south of america who wanted to bring cocaine into the country and became the first major cocaine dealer in the united states he just came out of jail last year 2014 um is that two years ago we're in 2016 oh, jesus i'm i need to change all my calendars damn <laughs> and uh um yeah it's quite a, an iconic story definitely worth watching so what's your next comic character <laughs> um michael sarah michael sarah daniel what, craig we were going to talk about daniel craig why are we going to talk about daniel craig we're talking about james bond yeah cuz this is an interesting one and because he's have you seen specter i haven't seen specter but not because i don't not because i haven't had a chance I don't know. I think at some point I can hear you thinking. <laughs> I wasn't I've never been a big fan of James Bond. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I can't like see that, man. Quantum of Solace I enjoyed. Quantum of Solace. Yes. Casino Royale I enjoyed. Good. Skyfall not so much. You what? Yeah. Hang on. You enjoyed Quantum of Solace, but you didn't enjoy Skyfall. Okay, not that I didn't enjoy it. No, no, it's cool. I, it's... So it went it went if it went from if we we're going to look at it in a graph view, right? For those who can't see, I'm I'm doing a wavy pattern with my hand. I can I can see. So it went it went It's going up. Uh, Casino Royale was first, right? Casino yep. Royale of 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 the Craigs. Yeah, of the Craigs. Casino Royale. Yeah. Quantum of Solace. Waves crashing. Skyfall. Really? It fell out of the sky. You get it. Skyfall. Thank you. Thank Sky you. Ball. Yes, the hand motion has helped. Um I will play at some point Watch Spectre, but I just I didn't Okay, this is interesting. Pre-Craig Bonds, did you ever watch any? No. No. Wow. No. When do you say you're young? This is like how oh my god, how I don't even know if it's an age thing. It like, must be an age thing. I grew I, up on Bond films. I watched Goldfinger. I had to watch it for research purposes at university. Um and I don't know, I just I felt like they were all the same film, you know? To some extent they are. They're formulaic, they you know. Yeah. They Bond is 
basically the hero's journey, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess after I'd seen one, you'd see them all, right? You've seen one, you see them all. That's so rude. Like Marvel films, then. Seen one, you've seen them all. Just to some extent, yeah, you're right. But the Marvel films... Why even bother watching this new Civil War film? It's it's going to be the same. I, you know, I watched the Tony Toby Maguire films. Yeah, but it's not going to be an origin story this time. Spider Man. So the next Spider Man reboot isn't going to be an origin story. Have you seen Thunderball? Is that a James Bond film? Moonraker. Is that a James Bond film? I haven't seen any of the James Bonds. I've seen Goldfinger, and I've seen the Daniel Craig ones, apart from Spectre. Tomorrow Never Dies. No. <gasps> Pierce Brosnan? Pierce Brosnan, right? Right, let's move on then. Okay. So, can't really talk about... Okay, I'm going to talk about it. I want to talk about it. Daniel Craig. People don't like Daniel Craig. Did not like Daniel Craig as a casting choice. People have seen Spectre and they say, yeah, he's looking old. He's looking a bit haggard now. I think Daniel Craig is the Bond we need for this age. He's not a chauvinistic cock like so many other Bonds felt. Uh, If you now watch them with... We have an age where men have... uh, Men... um, How men are in Western society has changed. Yeah, if you take uh, where, you know, what are we? Brownies. Brownies, yeah. Yeah, we're in Indian. Yeah. And over in India, there's still a different culture, um, one that some people don't like. And that's that's a thing that needs to be sorted out. And that generation and that mindset and that, that way of how men are um, is something that led to Bond being a hero. Now, those things about Bond from years ago are not heroic anymore. Being a womanizer is not something that makes someone a hero mm. or being perceived as a womanizer. I never yeah. thought it was, though. Being a cheesy git. Being a cheesy git when you're basically murdering people, um, working on behalf of the British government and being paid by taxpayers' money is not a cool thing to joke about. So Craig's taken those things and and obviously the, the directors, producers and writers have had a good think about what is it that we're portraying here because people are a bit more savvy, they're a bit more switched on, they're a bit more aware of you know world issues and what... We don't have a glamorous image of what um, some of our armed forces and government governmental agencies do abroad. Yeah. So this is an opportunity to not... I wouldn't say do marketing, but to portray a hero in a slightly different way mm. and to try and talk about why he's doing the things he does and what these people do. It's, it's pretty why I like It's a fantasy. I'm not, I'll, yeah. you know, I'm saying there's any kind of truth in any, any of that stuff. But. I mean, this is, while I, I'm not a fan of James Bond. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say that from what I've seen, because I've never watched a full film before, I've seen parts of other films. I've seen parts of other films, and from what I've seen, didn't like the character. But why? Why? Because of the reasons you mentioned. He okay, was cool. just—he yep. was cheesy. He was just a bit of a, a bit of a dick, really. Yes, um, very much. Now it's not to say Daniel Craig isn't a dick in these films, but. I preferred this iteration of the character than the older ones. So to me, I agree with you, this was the James Bond 
for our generation, and I personally like him better than any of the other ones. There's another casting choice I'd love to talk about, but I won't be able to because you won't be familiar with him. Who is it? Doctor Who. You can talk about it. I feel like we'll... we'll um, I'll, I can nod and smile. Have you ever seen any Doctor Who's? No. What? I don't understand the the <laughs> appeal. I don't get it. I can't. I don't know. I just don't understand it. It's, um, I'm from a generation that grew up with Doctor Who. I've it was a kid's a, program. Yeah, I, I, I've seen some of the older ones before yeah. with... I forget his name. Like the old dude. Brilliant. Good hair. description, yeah. What was his name? Old dude, curly hair. Guy. Sound like me. Yeah. I I was I was never in Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> but they don't do brown Doctor Who's. Why not? There's another conversation. Really? Podcast. Oh my word. We could talk about race in film. That that's that's very current, I guess. Because we dis we discussed this last time, I think we we think. I think talking about race and, and sexual orientation. And well, that's... A th- okay, so, yeah, I mean, we're not going to talk about it now, but, no. yeah, we can talk about it, yeah, because we'll the trigger for me for that is that Doctor Who is a time lord, and when he dies, he transmogrifies his body, turns into a different body, hence they bring in a different actor. But and everything changes, his height, his hair colour, his tastes, his, you know, thinking, except the tone of his skin. Very interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. Doesn't make me less. So, um, doesn't make me like Doctor Who any less. I'm just curious. What, what what's transmogrifier? What does that mean? You've never seen Red Dwarf either. <laughs> no, I didn't find it funny. Okay, cool. You know, I watched it and I was like, I don't get this. This is old person humor. Michael Sarah, you've got on your list. Yeah, Michael Sarah is a weird one. He's um. So mine just says Michael and then Sarah. I've looked that up and it says Chartered Enterprise Risk Analyst. <laughs> so who's this Michael guy with this qualification? Okay, so you're probably unfamiliar with him because of your age. But he's been in a, a, a few oh, films. <laughs> really? Um, we should make this into a thing, you know? Like, <laughs> our appeal is that you're old. Our appeal is that I'm old. <laughs> and you are uncensored. Yes. And, and, and unfiltered. Don't get shit. Don't because get I don't women get what shit. transmogrified means. Uh, it means changed, but made of the same stuff, pretty much. Uh, obviously, with Doctor Who, everything changes except... The, I mean, you know, the skin tone can change, but it just doesn't, because maybe he's got a personal preference. Uh, Michael Serra, uh, he's one of the characters, I believe, uh, actors even, who... Even though he basically plays the same character in most of his films... I don't know who this guy is. Michael Serra is the guy from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Okay. He is the guy in Superbad. He was in... Um, he was in... He was in... He was in... God, his... His films have escaped me. I Brilliant. Seen him in so long. Brilliant. You brought up this guy and you don't know what films he's in either. And I've never heard of him. This uh, is podcasting. Youth in Revolt. Youth in Revolt and... Um, Juno. This is why professionals Juno do radio, and, and everyone else does podcast. Arrested Development. Have you seen Arrested Development? Yes. Yeah, he's the kid in that. Cool. So, I feel like he basically plays the same character in every film, but it's weird, because he's one of the few people who can get away with it. Yeah. Much like Keanu Reeves, I think. Keanu Reeves will also play a very similar character in, in every other film. Yeah. Like a, a very wooden, 
uh, stale bread bread character, you know? Yeah. Much like Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah plays this awkward, teenage, angsty, weird, really awkward characters. Yeah. Um, but he still manages to pull it off somehow because it suits the context of the film. It's probably because he's always playing the same kind of character anyway. He's not know. a wrestler, is he? No way. Why? I'm just trying to picture him. Michael Sarah, man. He, oh, Cena. I'm thinking of Cena. John Cena you're thinking of? Yeah. This is Michael Sarah. Oh, him. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was in Facebook. Yes, he was in Facebook. Yep, he was. He was in Facebook. Oh God, old people. Um, I feel like <clears throat> it works for him. Granted, the films that he's been in, he's only ever played a kind of a, a teenage-ish kind of character. Scott Pilgrim played a teenager. Superbad played a teenager. Juno played a teenager. What else was the other one? Youth and Revolt teenager. Arrested Development teenager. It seems like he just chooses the roles where he's able to play himself. Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist teenager. Same goes for Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler kind of ruined his films for me. For me, it was just, um, Shah Rukh Khan. Adam Sandler? No, Shah Rukh Khan. He just plays the same character every film. Yeah. I can't watch any of those films. Do you want to tell people who Shah Rukh Khan is? SRK? Um, what? SRK? Is that what people call him? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, in 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 the community, Indian cinema. In Indian cinema, um, I'm refused to use the B word because it just sounds stupid. Bollywood. That's the one. Um, there are various people that are mega stars, and there's what on earth is you got some crisps you have in there? What what is going on <laughs> with this background that. noise? You just unwrapping a seriously. You're like the fucking golden child. Quickly need to eat your biscuit before you run out of energy. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. Really? <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know what I was talking about now. I'm just watching you eat okay. your emergency biscuit. Sure, okay. Are you hyperglycemic? What's the deal there? Just hungry, took a biscuit from your bag. This is brilliant. I, this is the first for movie film. Shahrukh Khan is this Indian film actor, and I really don't like him because he plays the same smarmy character in every single film. And people say, "Oh, you got to watch this film; it's really good." And it's like all Indian films; a lot of them are three hours long, and you end up wasting three hours of your life and feeling like, "Oh my god, I could have watched an actual film—a film with story and structure and character, not this guy just playing the same character for three hours again, another three hours of my life." If I watch three of those films, I've wasted a day of my life. It's funny you say that. Have you, have you heard about his most recent film? That, what? No, where I haven't. I he don't want to hear about his most recent no, film no, no, where he you, plays the same character. It, it literally personifies what you've just said. Yeah. So this film is called Fan. Yeah. How do you spell that? F-A-N. As in, I'm a fan that's, of him. Um, that's, I'm glad it's that meaning of that word. So, this film yeah. is about... Oh my God, it literally has no plot on Wikipedia. Because there isn't one. 
Okay. So, he plays himself in the film, and he plays a fan in the film. Right. He plays a fan of himself, of himself in the film. That sounds like some serious movie masturbation. Yep. An Indian superstar becomes an unhealthy obsession for a Delhi-based fan, is the synopsis of the film. So he plays a double role. Okay. Well, there you go. uh, So why are we talking about this? Because you chose to talk about this. You chose to talk about this. What a disaster. Episode 33. The disaster episode with the biscuit. We have the title. Um... Really? Okay, let's move on to that's, break. That's, that's. Huh? Do you know anyone that's broken out of their type of oh, Okay. I think um I think Jim Carrey is is a great example of this. Yeah. Cuz he was I suppose initially a, a comedy actor. I think you need another biscuit. <laughs> Shut down there. Um, he was initially this comedy actor who did exclusively comedy, com- comedic films, I guess, and then he moved on to doing more serious things as opposed to uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And then he also did um, Cable Guy. Huh? Cable Guy? Jim Carrey. Have you seen Dumb and Dumber? Yes. Okay. So I think in Dumber Dumber he was it was a good example of him playing a couple of different characters. He played the classic Jim Carrey who was funny as hell. Yeah. And he also even touched on his dramatic emotional side, I think. Did you uh, there's a scene in the film where uh they're in the apartment, their apartment talking about the first one here, not the second one. Um, and, um, and they're in the apartment and they're sick of, he's sick, uh, Jim Carrey is talking about how he's sick of being a nobody. And in that specific scene, I think even though there were comedic lines in that, that one piece of dialogue, that was probably the most emotive scene in the film. And I think as close as closest to, uh, a drama scene as you can get. And it took away from the comedy aspect just for a couple of minutes. And I thought that was brilliant. And I don't think there's, there's very few actors who can do that. And I think Jim Carrey is one of those people who are able to switch from being hilariously funny to uh, someone dramatic in an instant. Um, there are other examples, but I think Jim Carrey is one, uh, one of the finer examples of that, I guess. I don't remember the scene, but I know where you're getting at. I have to watch it again now. Yeah. You've actually made me want to watch Dumb and Dumber. That's it's, quite it's, an achievement. See, the thing is, I watched it the other day as well. And it, it, it is actually a brilliant film. And so you're saying that this is this scene, even though the character he's playing is something that's very Jim Carrey, you're saying that this is a scene that demonstrates how he's breaking out of time? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that uh, there's there are moments in films where when you watch an emotional scene and it really grips you, that was one of those scenes that really gripped me, I think. And then, um, yeah, he he was just insane. And the thing is, the, the type of comedy that was in that film was 
it wouldn't fly today. It just wouldn't work today because it'd be it'd be too cheesy. It would be cringy, and it would just be seen as emulating something that doesn't exist anymore. Whereas back in the time when it was released, it worked well for its period. Yeah, which is why it probably wouldn't work today. Robin Williams. There is someone that has a couple of films where towards the end of his... A few years ago, um, he made some films, mm. which uh, we'll list down. The first being Insomnia, mm. and then there was another one. I need to find the title, and I'll put it in the uh, links. Where he was bad. He was not the Robin Williams you expect to see. He became a different person, and you saw a side to him which you just think, wow, where did he get that from? Obviously, mm. there's a part of him. It's almost like, must have been a form of therapy, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it was a side to him that people had never seen before, and it was like, wow, Robin Williams is a, is a real deal. He's not this crazy man that plays the same character in every film. Yeah. Jonah Hill, you were going to talk about. Jonah Hill was another example of someone who switched. Uh, so, kidding on Robin Williams. Uh, one that was probably wasn't... Uh, that's a good example of a comedic character going into a really serious role is Good Will Hunting when Robin Williams was playing the psychologist. Yeah. That was a brilliant one. I think. Good example of him breaking out type. Um, Johnny Hill. I think everybody knows Johnny Hill as the wisecracking fat person from um, Superbad. This is the end. It's big boned. Big boned, not fat. Um... And other films of the similar nature, I feel like same thing that comes like uh, applies here, at least in his earlier films with Michael Cera. Um, but Johnny Hill seems to have done this thing where he's completely broken out of his comedic roles and he's completely, I think, changed and flipped the way he approaches films and his persona. So, uh, are you thinking about a role in what, what, which, which film or role are you talking about? Of Johnny Hills. Mm. One of the main big ones is probably um, Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. I haven't seen Moneyball, but I've heard good things. Um, he was also in... Um, have you seen True Story? James Franco and Johnny Hill. No. It's not a comedy film. It's based on a true story, funnily enough. Wolf of Wall Street was amazing. I couldn't believe that... He just I was expecting it to be a little bit more farcical just because it had Jonah Hill in yeah. it. And it turned out to be this uh stunning roller coaster ride of a film. It's mm. Amazing. Yeah. We're getting a bit too serious. I want a child. No. Um <laughs> I've got it written down here. I'm chatting all over your Tatum. Tommy Tatum yeah. is someone that you appear to be a fan of. I am a fan of the Channing. As am I. Uh, I think he's one of the finest actors of our generation. Really? Yeah. He's the, the magic bike guy. Yeah, man. The strippy clothes he Straight up. What? He's a genuinely funny person. Nah, he's too good looking to be a good actor. Exactly. But he's got he's, he's got the whole package. He's got the whole package. Okay. You've seen 21 and 22 Jump Street, right? Yes. Yeah. I can't see. I can't say that I've seen another film that's made me lol, laugh out loud. Is that what lol is? Thank you. Well, it can mean lots of love depending on how. It can never mean lots of love. 
Depends how old you are. Only David Cameron thinks it means lots of love. You're close to David Cameron's name, right? He's younger than you, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) I've got an aunt. She's about 60. She thinks it means lots of love. Okay, so a few years older than you, then. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Channing Tatum. You brought an interesting point up about this character. Yeah. Um, about him in the hateful eight. Go. Who did? You did. I did. Yeah. Have you seen hateful eight? Yeah. Ah, oh, cool. Okay, so hateful eight. We could talk about a film we've both actually seen. It's like the first one on the list. <laughs> okay. Good. What we should do before these episodes is we should both watch all the films. Yeah. What if we do? In my defence, I was running around YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but she's rewarded you with biscuits in your bag. Channing Tatum suddenly appeared in The Hateful Eight as this really nasty, um, dark, shadowy character that was... Hide, I'm not going to give anything away. He just suddenly pops out out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and Brilliantly. there wasn't... Sorry? Brilliantly. Yeah. And there wasn't a hint of anything normal that you'd expect from a Channing character. Mm. It wasn't any of him. It was like it had been erased and replaced with this other nasty thing. Mm. Um, It was fantastic. I think it was a taste of the future of the taste of the future of Channing. Yeah. That sounds awful. But I think it was a taste of what's to come. Um, I think he's going to get different roles and people are going to give him a chance to do some different things because otherwise he's just going to be that guy on Jimmy Kimmel dancing all over the piano forever. Yeah, with Jamie Foxx. Channing on over Tatum. I'm going to have to put that link in. <laughs> okay. So we've had a semi-good discussion about casting choices in film. What do you think of Ray as a casting choice in Star Wars? Brilliant. If we're freestyling anyway. I love her. And Finn. I really... Uh, Finn, not so much. Really? Finn was such a blur character to me. 2187. Wait, what? Is that his number? 2187. 2187. I think so. Is it? Yeah. Um, not to say I didn't like him. I enjoyed his character on screen. In saying that, there was a scene where I really, really liked what he did. Um, there's a scene where Ray gets taken away by Kylo Ren when they're in the, the woods. Um, yeah. And uh, this is when the resistance comes down, the, the bombing the storm troopers and things. I love that I've brought it back to Star Wars. I didn't know how he did that. Go on. It just came from nowhere. Um, and Ray's taken away and he screams Ray. Ray! Is that... Okay. He screams to Ray like a tauntaun. Yeah. Ray as a casting choice. Brilliant. Yes. Um, I think she has a nice face to look at as well. There we go. 
I just think you should do this. If we're going to talk about, like, the ladies, I think you should do it. Just no, no, it's, it's far more entertaining. <laughs> she has a nice face. Yeah, okay. What else? No, I mean, I feel like... Arms? Arms? Nice arms? She has nice arms. She Good, has nice yeah. hands, you know? Nice hands. She could be a hand model. Okay. Yeah? Probably a feet model as well. I haven't seen her feet. Right. You haven't seen her feet, but she could probably be a good feet model. Yeah. You're like, I love this. It's like you're becoming the Carl Pilkington of Movieville. <laughs> this is brilliant. Have a biscuit. <laughs> yeah, go on. Hands, ha- nice hands and arms and face. No, seriously, though. Um, <coughs> Ray, Daisy, what's her name? Um, Daisy something. Oh, what is her name, Daisy? Wood something? Ridley. Um, there she is. What's her name? Daisy Ridley. Ridley! Ridley. Uh, she's only 23! Well, yeah, she looked like 19 in the film. My God, I'm older than her! Uh, now you know how it feels to be old. This is true. Um, I thought she was a brilliant casting choice. I'm not sure who she's going to be playing in the future. I don't know what where they are taking this character, I think. I, I did actually give far more away in that Episode 31, was that? Yes. Spoiler Awakens. Yes. I listened back to it and I gave... I just... There's so much in there that I said and I was like, why was I saying that? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's cool. So I think when I initially saw her in the trailer, um, I saw her and I wasn't sure where they were going and I don't know if I was behind it or not. And then I saw her playing Ray. Yep. And um, I thought she played this strong female character Really, really well. I am the opposite of you. Okay. Then I, okay. I'm very much a feminist. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I find it irritating that we have to use the phrase strong female character because what, all other female characters are weak? Yeah, some of them are. Have a biscuit. What the hell is going on with you today? You have some special medication and you need to keep eating biscuits. You want one? No, I don't want one. So, <laughs> so yeah, the point. Yeah, okay. I don't. She plays a female character that is um, a regular female character, not one that's been portrayed in the Hollywood way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that's what I was trying you know, to say. It's like there's not even a need to run the Bechdel test. Yeah. Yeah. Across this film, yep. this is how films should be made. Mm-hmm. Abraham's done something new. It's amazing. Yep. It's a set a new standard. Not to say that other female characters are weak. That's you know. Uh, uh, I think... You just wish they were. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> um, I think... I feel like, and I'm sure you can agree with me here, there are a lot of female characters in quote-unquote Hollywood films that... I just aren't... Four. Four. What, is that what you're trying to say? Four. What are you trying to say? 
that just don't represent what females should represent. So not Wow, I love I love these deep ditches that you dig. What is it that females should represent? I want your wife to listen to this episode. This is going to be hilarious. And then when you're bruised and injured and can only walk on one leg. I'm editing this out anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's just move on. Is there any more you wanted to talk about? I think more so this week, month even, I wanted to, to, to kind of just address that. <clears throat> did we even talk about Wonder Woman that much? A bit. Not much. Okay. What did you want to talk about? You've seen Justice League, the animated series, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. What did you think of the Wonder Woman in that? Because in my mind, yeah. after seeing these trailers that we've seen for Batman vs. Superman, that's the Wonder Woman that I see in Gal, what is it? Gadot. 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 Yep. That's, that's who I see in her. Because the Wonder Woman from the Justice League animated series was a serious badass. Like, yeah, yeah, she didn't yeah, take yeah. any okay, shit yep. from anybody. And yep. that's what I see from her. And I think uh, she also, there's a scene where, um, that scene where Bruce says, she basically, he basically compares her to every other woman. And she says, I'm not like any other woman that you've ever met. I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah. That in itself, I think, represents the Wonder Woman character. Like, no, you are not going to confine me in this uh, uh, representation of what you think a female should be. I am independent and I am this badass woman who can defend herself and can look after herself and wait until you see what I can do sort of thing. That's who I think she is. And that's who I saw in her. And what have you been reading? I've been reading three things. Uh, no, two things. Mainly one thing. I'm still reading uh, Second Foundation, Isaac Asimov, um, which is interesting because there's so much Star Wars influence in these old science fiction books. And you mm. can see where George Lucas has got a lot of his stuff from. He's basically taken some great ideas and expanded on them and built them up in a way to say, well, what if people that were like this took over an entire galaxy? Because they could, because they were a, a more evolved form of life, basically force users. So that's that's been interesting to reflect on Star Wars for, through reading Second Foundation. Um, Pragmatic Programmers, Elixir by Dave Thomas. I'm still a developer. I found a new thing, a new toy to play with that I think will be a big thing for the future. Yes. And I'm just binging on Elixir podcasts and books and things at the moment. Um, it's a, it's a shining light in the um, cesspool of software languages that are out at the moment. Yes. I've also read an interesting book um, by Emmy Morin called 13 Thring... 13 Things Emotionally Strong People Don't Do. And I read it as part of some management training. And it was phenomenal. There was a couple of chapters in there where I thought she had just written a book about me. <laughs> it was really good. Who wrote this? Amy Morin. Okay. Um, and I've read a lot of these. I've read hundreds of these kind of books over the years through doing management training and all sorts of other things. But yeah. this was uh, exceptional. Are you watching anything good? 
Yeah, uh, started picking up suits again. Um, yeah. And because um, it was in a mid-season break. So, have you seen suits before? Again, another one of the ones. Another one of those I haven't started. Yeah, I think suits is one of these easy watches you can just put on. Um, while it is an easy watch, at the same time it does make you think, but it doesn't make you think in in the way that maybe House of Cards or possibly I don't know, um, Sopranos or Game of Thrones would make you think. Um, so start picking up again. It's really gripping stuff. Um, uh, but what's more interesting to me this week? We've been watching Girls. The oh yeah, HBO series. That must have been painful for you. No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't know when you're being sarcastic and then I pick it up. <laughs> you must have been highly offensive. <laughs> Such independent, free-thinking female humans. How did you handle it? <laughs> Were you just angry all the way through? That this is disgusting. Women should be allowed their own programs. None of these women are married, and they're on television. <laughs> um, um, my wife was. Uh, she she said an interesting thing to me. She goes, um, "I wonder why you enjoy this program because." <laughs> <laughs> she said, "She said you can relate to none of these characters. So why? I'm I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see and to understand why you like enjoy it." Yeah, and then I said. I think it's more so the fact that I've known girls like this before, and it's interesting seeing how these girls react with other females, I guess. It's the dynamic between the characters, I think, uh, that interests me the most. But we're on season two now, um, and Hannah is beginning to really great on me. Hannah? Is that Lena Dunham's character? That's right, yeah. Beginning to great on you? Yeah. Cool, right? Why is that? I don't know. She's still not married, is that why? <laughs> she still hasn't become a housewife. It's probably because she's walking around with her boobs out all the time. Okay. That's the, disgusting women, to me. This, is it? No, Seriously? It's not, no, it's not. It's not. Um, I don't know. I think it's probably the fact that she plays her character so well that's making me annoyed at her. Uh, but I do... This is really interesting. Why? Why? Tell me more. Why is she annoyed to me? Yeah. I think she's... Just to be clear, her character annoys me, not, not Lena. Just her character. Sure. Um, I think she is exactly what her friends say she is in the show. Is that she's very self-centered, self-involved. And the fact that she always talks about herself kind of really annoys me. Um, and that she's just so whiny. She's always whining about something. Wow. And how does your other half feel about this? She likes her. That's interesting. But no, at the same time, I do enjoy watching her. I think one of the reasons I watch her is because of her and hers and Adam's relationship. Because Adam is probably one of my favorite characters in the show. Um... Because he has this really tough, weird, <sighs> exterior, I guess. Yeah. Um, but he's actually just a bit of a, a mushball. 
And it's interesting seeing someone like that with Hannah. And I guess I hate Hannah because she kind of left Adam. Wow. she was so mean to him. Well, you don't think Adam is complete weirdo? Waste man. Yeah, of course he is. So... Wow. That's very interesting reaction. I'm I'm intrigued to hear, again, more female perspectives. Tana Lodenka, tell us what you think. It's got, got interference with the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, cool. You watching anything else? Girls' suits. What else are we watching? I think that's it for the time being. We're watching anything else. We're gonna. I want to start watching Jessica Jones. Continue watching Jessica Jones. Get your scotch ready. Okay. You can't watch it without. You can't watch it without scotch. Why? Trust me. Okay. And then uh, because Daredevil season two is out on. Um, the 18th of this month. Who's Daredevil's nurse? Rosario Dawson. She makes an appearance in Jessica Jones. Does she? Yeah. Oh, cool. Have you seen the season two trailer of Daredevil? No. I just, finished, I just finished watching Jessica Jones. Punisher. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It looks really badass. And Electra. Okay. Um, Who plays her? Electra. I haven't seen him before. Okay. Someone relatively unknown, I think. Um, at least to me, I haven't seen it. I got I got back onto Breaking Bad season three. I think I'm on. Have you seen it yet? Season three. Are you, are you Have it? I seen it? Yeah. Season three. Yeah. No, pretty then, much. Are you watching? No, 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 no. I'm not watching it for the first time. Oh, okay, Just okay, taking okay, it cool. easy, watching it a bit okay, at a time. Okay. Um, you're gonna have to edit out all these. Yeah, I know. Uh, I got back onto Community because it's funny. Okay. And I haven't, again, just, it was more of a casual watch um, because um, Netflix is there. Yeah. Man in the High Castle. I really want to watch that. It's based on a book, isn't it? It is. Who wrote the book? Is it Philip K. Dick book? That's it. Yep. It is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, everyone says it's a little bit different to the book, not quite the same, um, but it's still well worth watching the TV series, I would say just after three or four episodes. It's very dark and melancholy, but it's um, it's interesting. Tell me about Limitless. I had very mixed feelings about the Limitless TV series. Okay. What's his name? Morrow? Uh, yes, Edward Morrow. Yeah. So, he makes an appearance. He's, it's the same world, same storyline. This yeah. is like a little bit later, possibly a year or two later. Okay. NZT is about um, the FBI. Is, that, so is it illegal? Sorry, not no, illegal, no, no. Is it no, no? It's it, it kills people. It has side effects. Oh, okay. Um, the FBI uh, are investigating cases where people have had it, and then their body hasn't been able to keep up with it, and they eventually die. Um, this is one guy. He can take it. Um, as to why he's able to tolerate it. You'll have to watch the series. And so many directions they could have gone with it, and I'm a little bit disappointed because they said, oh, he's going to be a consultant for the FBI. And there are so many of these bullshit TV series yeah. coming out of nowhere which use the same format where you have a person that's special that has some kind of ability and oh they're going to be a consultant for the police or a consultant for CSI or the consult or a consultant for the FBI they're going to have, be a consultant for some law enforcement agency and go and catch bad guys yep. it, 
yeah. Um, saying that, forcing myself to watch it, I find that it's quite entertaining. It's very funny. Um, and the story started to pick up and there's a bit of a twist. There is a twist where he's no longer a consultant mm. through uh, being a slight spoiler, very mild spoiler. Mm. He is put in place um, against his will and he doesn't actually want to be a consultant there. So it's getting more interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep watching it and see how it goes. Okay. What have you been doing? Um... I've just finished the main story for Arkham Knight on Xbox. Is that good? It's pretty damn amazing. Um, so, so that's the third one, is it? Yes, yeah, third one. Yeah, there was one in between, but there was there was more of a, like an origin, origin game, so it's not really relevant. I guess. So hang on, what was the first game? Was Arkham Asylum? Yeah, Arkham City. Arkham City is that good? Arkham City was really good. Yeah, it was the first time we could explore Gotham. And is that available on Xbox One? Uh, no, I think it was a 360 title. Okay. You probably could get it if they're porting, I'm not sure. So Arkham Knight is Xbox the, One? Xbox One, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, if I haven't played X, uh, Arkham City, yep. which I haven't, yep. can I still play Arkham Knight? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You might. Mm, yes. Yeah, I think so. It doesn't really carry hugely, huge amounts of money. Yeah, you can play it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there will be spoilers. I mean, the game's been out for a long time, so I'm sure it's fine. Um, it's really intriguing because it's a really dark game. It it's not for kids. Sounds good. Wouldn't say it's for kids. Um, but Scarecrow is one of the primary villains, uh, oh. and obviously Arkham Knight. It's weird though because the irony is Arkham Knight doesn't play such a huge role because Scarecrow is the primary villain and I'd say the Arkham Knight is a secondary villain. What have you been? A lot less glamorous. Uh, we had some friends come over a few evenings and we I discovered a new game. It's called Monopoly Empires and it's like Monopoly but it's like a quick version. No, Wait, uh, no story. It, hmm? Sorry? Is it like a board game or is it? Uh, yeah, it's a board game. A physical board game or digital yeah. board game? Uh, we were getting together having a few socials and uh, we discovered two games Monopoly Empires and also um, is it Jackbox okay it's, uh, hmm, hang on I'll find it and put it in the links it's um, it's a game that you can play on PlayStation it's a series of games you get in a bundle I think it's about 30 quid you can get it on uh, PlayStation or Xbox One probably okay. Xbox 360 as well it lets you Use your, it gives you a link. You go to the link using your mobile phone. Everyone in the room does. And then it asks you questions. It asks you to finish off certain sentences and things. And you'll play together um, answering questions on your mobile phone. And then it combines those things on the game, on the screen. And it's like watching, a, you know, it's like an interactive game show pretty much for the whole family. Not always PG friendly. Okay. Um, is, this, um, is this a free game? It's not free. Okay. Pay for it, okay. but the the interaction device is your mobile phone. That's really cool. And everyone has a mobile phone, and yeah. all you need is URL. It just uses it's just JS uses a web link. JS is JavaScript. That's, yes, that's coding language, everybody. What have you been listening to this week, podcast wise? Because I've been pretty scarce when it comes to podcasts. I've been I've been on Anchor this whole time, so 
What have you been listening to? Um, <clears throat> I have been listening to something. I've been listening to something which our audience just will not get. So I don't know if I should mention it. Can mm-hmm. do. Binging on Elixir Fountain, which is an Elixir podcast, which is a programming language. Another one called Functional Functional Geeks, I think. Various programming, functional programming episodes on different tech podcasts. Uh, I went through the Ruby Rogues episodes on functional programming, and uh, there was another couple of great episodes, one by Greg Wilson on what do we know about software engineering, about an evidence-based approach to software engineering, and another one, I can see falling asleep, hang on one second, and another one on uh, the normalization of deviation and how certain software houses have... <laughs> Deviant practices which become the norm. You got, I can see you going for a biscuit there. I think it's time for another biscuit. You, you asked the question. I'm answering the question. No, no, go on, please. It's rude of me to ignore you. I, I don't care anymore. <laughs> go on. I'm fine. I don't care anymore. Where's the Ruby Rogues? Wicked. Cool. <laughs> you said too many words. Too many words. This podcast has too many words. What a review. Too many words. Episode 33. Too many words. That's better. Yeah. Featuring biscuits. This has been an interesting morning just sitting around. I know. Talking with you. It's been nice. Shooting the shit. Yes. What are you doing this afternoon? Uh, Well, going to do some gardening, actually. Oh, my word. Why? Okay. What's wrong with gardening? Nothing. Is that not good? It's good. It's Is great. It I'm very happy for you. I don't think but, you can call me old anymore. But in the, ev- <laughs> in the evening, we're going to um, see... Go the, to show. Yeah, go to show. Gardening this afternoon, then we're going to see a show. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. London Philharmonic. At the Montford Hall in Leicester. It's going to be a wonderful it will evening. Be. Um, they're going to be playing soundtracks from Frozen. Why? Why did you not invite me? Well, he knew it from Valentine's Day. I don't think she's part of the Valentine's list. What? You're not part of Valentine's list. I'm not on her Valentine's list. Mm-hmm. Rude. Sorry. This has been the Movieville Podcast episode number 33. If you like this, check us out on iTunes. Hit subscribe and add us to your collection. We're also on SoundCloud and Stitcher, if that's your thing. We're both on Twitter, so you can find me on Movieville Kazed. Or you can find Kujal like at Kujal Joshi. I'm also on Anchor. Are you on the uh, Anchor with the same username? I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. They didn't ask me for username. Just signed in with Twitter. Yeah, so it would have been the same username right. as Twitter. Uh, we're both on Anchor with the same usernames as our Twitter. Um, you can find us on movieville.org also. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be it from us this week. See you in four. Have a biscuit. <laughs>